0: All right. This is fundraising radio, educational episode number six, and in this educational episode, we have a guest speaker Nathan Beckards, and he will talk about FounderSuit. FounderSuit is a software that helps founders raise money through a very um, structured way. So in this episode, we'll talk about how to use FounderSuit, where the major major working tactics, and what's Nathan's recommendations on that. So Nathan, can you start by giving us some background on? Founder suit and how it works.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you heard me talk a little bit in episode one, my background has always been fundraising. And I had this business called Venture Archetypes. We were consulting to business to startups raising money. And we would often uh build an investor target list for clients. We'd do their pitch deck, their model, then build them an investor list, then put it all in a Google spreadsheet to track all the discussions are gonna have with with investors. And we had this epiphany moment, like let's turn this into a proper software tool that will help you do that. The spreadsheet usually gets messy after about two weeks of fundraising, right? And it gets just hard to, to manage. And as we talked about in episode number one, so much of fundraising is about getting momentum going for your deal. And it's hard to get momentum going if you're running like a sloppy, inefficient funding process. So that's kind of the original, idea behind founder suite let's build tools that manage this process more efficiently that help you get that momentum going and that really let you execute on a fundraising just like a sales process so you know we've structured it with that sales process in mind we've got an investor database that helps you build that target list of investors and and i don't tell founders ours is the only tool you'll use i tell founders Do some searches within Founder Suite in our database. We've got 140,000 investors. We've got angels, VCs, family offices, corporate VC, fund to fund, even some private equity and lenders. But I tell friends, you know, start there. We've got good stuff. Also, look at Crunchbase, run some searches on like similar firms, see who funded them. If you've got PitchBook, take a look at that. You know, AngelList is another source to sort of build that funnel. Um, But then once you get that target list, you've got to manage it all. So that's where the CRM in our system really comes into play. Um, One of the the tips, I guess, I tell a lot of founders is think of fundraising as a team sport. If you've got advisors or mentors or even your co-founder that's going to be involved, get them into the account with you uh, working on your fundraise. And so we facilitate that as well.
0: Um, nice. So let's, let's talk about, since this is a very structural, like structured approach to fundraising, I like it. Let's do this interview very structured as well. So first part of it is going to be, how should you start using what's the first step after I register, after I get the, the, you know, some of the big plans, what's the next step that I should do?
1: First step, of course, swipe your credit card upgrade. <laughs> now, we have a free card but then, you know, get on. Uh, typically, we've actually had people use the free version to actually run a whole raise. But typically, uh, you know, once you get in, the first step would be to start populating the CRM with investor prospects. And so if you have a list already in Excel file, you can import that. If you don't have a list, you can browse in the uh Investor database doing some searches keyword search search by type of industry or sorry type of investor Industry and location and you know, really step one is to start building that that target list and kind of qualifying that list Mm -hmm. Right, so What's
0: next? Uh, This list is in my funnel What's the next
1: step? Yeah, so you heard about you heard You know we talked about this on episode number one towards the end a great next step is to then reach out to those investors uh in your funnel on a one by one basis and ask them if you can add them to your uh company update distribution list tell them you want to send a a sneak peek of what you're building that you're not raising funding right now you're going to be later and And then go in and we have a tool for this fortunately called investor updates and go in and build your 1st investor update. And if you're sending 1 out to prospective investors, then I suggest keeping it very kind of high level short. uh, You know, something like company summary, um, recent wins or, or key highlights, you know, sort of talking about your uh, progress and things that you achieved, maybe a metrics table. Um, And then, you know, kind of a looking ahead section, this is what we're going to be focused on next month or next quarter. And then, you know, include a team shot, a headshot or not a headshot, a team shot uh, photo of the team. And so you start sending that company update out to 100, 200 investors. They start to see what you're all about. They connect the dots between, oh, company summary. These guys do X, Y, Z. Oh, look at their progress. Cool oh, here's a team shot. So I'm sort of connecting the dots of who's behind this. And you do that a few months in a row in advance of fundraising, you've really pre-marketed your deal. You've warmed up these investors for when you're actually ready to go raise money. And there's a nice little feature in there that you can track and see who opened it, uh, how much time they spent reading your update and you know the most recent uh, time they visited. So that's that would be a great step number two that's if you have a little bit of runway in advance of fundraising if not you know I kind of jump into the crm and start managing your your pipeline
0: mm-hmm. right so you said you should send out those updates to like 100 maybe 200 investors and that's a lot a lot a lot so how should you what should be the size of this initial list of investors that you actually reach out to and ask, hey, can I, can I add you to my distribution list?
1: If they are well qualified, meaning you've spent the time researching them and they actually do invest in your sector, your stage, your location, a large list is a good thing. So, you know, it might sound <laughs> kind of crazy to say you're sending this to 200 per, Perspective investors, but if it's qualified list, that's great. I often will talk about our own fundraising. I I Pitched 200 investors and ended up with one seed venture fund and 10 angels And you know, so that's the shape of my funnel. It was a 5% conversion rate But that's actually pretty common with a lot of startups uh, You know your conversion rate is going to be in the 5 6% range. So especially at the angel round. That's why I always say you need at least 100 names on your target list, probably even 200, 300. At Series A, those numbers go down to maybe 50. Series B, it gets even smaller. So.
0: Yep, that's true. And that's that preparation of the list really takes time. So when you're getting to that stage, when you, know you feel like it's time to fundraise, how should you reach out to those investors? Should you go one by one saying, hey, we're finally up, we're finally getting our first commitments here are our terms, here is what we want from you, here is how much we're raising, or how should that first, you know, beginning fundraising email look like?
1: Yeah, I think um, sometimes you even want to, like, tease it (laughs) even in advance. Like, so maybe as you've been sending out this monthly update, maybe even in one of those you're saying, you know, we're looking to kick off our fundraise next month. Uh, we'd love to start having conversations, you know and see what kind of response you get where you're sort of teasing it. And you know, if people have been following along with your progress, they might um, even kind of try and get in early on those meetings. Um, it, there are uh, there are multiple strategies around this, right? One other strategy is to break your list of, say, two hundred or one hundred into a couple buckets. One bucket might be your your tier one investors, the people you really want to come in on your cap table. And then maybe there's tier two and tier three. So another strategy is to start with tier three and reach out to that group of 20, say, and say, you know, we're starting our fundraiser, I'd love to set up a, a, a meeting with you to talk about what we're up to. Um, that way you get a, your pitch practiced a little bit more <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you move on to tier two and then hopefully you're getting momentum going. And when you you have momentum going, then you can move to your tier one and say, Hey, we're, we're fundraising. I've already got like three term sheets. I'd love to meet with you though. Cause you've, you're my top choice, <laughs> to in, right? It's pretty powerful. So.
0: That sounds really, really powerful. That's true. So my next question, I forgot again. So it's the second time I forgot the question. <laughs> oh boy. Let it's me okay. hear, gather my thoughts real quick. What else do you we cover? And that part, we're we're going to cut it out, by the way. <laughs> what else do you want to cover here?
1: You know, I would say um, the other thing I would like to mention, uh, you know, not to do like a product plug, but like we have a pitch deck hosting. That's nice. But what I would also suggest strongly is I just told you how to do the investor update to pre-market your deal. Mm-hmm. I also once you actually raise some money, good job, you know. Get get a nice bottle of champagne and and pop it and get a steak or whatever is your thing. Um once you raise money though, start doing a I do a quarterly update to my investors. I just sent one like 2 weeks ago. And this is an update I send out pretty religiously. I've maybe missed one quarter along the way, but I send it out to the people who wrote me checks and it's different from the one I described earlier. It also includes our challenges, our problems. It has a specific section saying, I'm looking for help on these things. And I even like name names um, uh, with my investors. Like I need help on recruiting. John, can you help us, you know, find a candidate or something like that? So what I would suggest is start to do a monthly or maybe bi-monthly, it doesn't have to be quite as frequently, bi-monthly or quarterly update to your investors, get them activated, get them helping you out. And this also has the function of keeping you in top of their mind so that when you go, you're ready to go raise money later for your next round, they've been watching your progress and they're going to be more eager to either write another check to you or introduce you to other uh, investors. So really powerful technique. So does that make sense?
0: That does make a lot of sense. And that's the mistake that a lot of founders do. They just, you know, once they raise, once they finish their first round, like, okay, yeah, we're done with these investors. We're, we're good to go. They just forget about them. And it's not yeah. the nicest thing to do. So don't do that mistake. And that's great advice from Nathan. We will wrap it up here at this point. Our sixth educational episode. Hope this one was helpful. And thanks a lot, Nathan, for participating on this one.
1: My pleasure. Um, it's been really fun. Do the do the work. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. Uh, happy to talk about fundraising or talk about Foundersuite if we can be helpful. Um, but really enjoyed being on the show.
0: Happy to hear that. I'll definitely include the link to Foundersuite. Hopefully you will check it out.